Welcome to Quick Takes with Kevin, a weekly podcast about leadership, life, and ministry with Kevin Ezo, president of the North American Mission Board. Each week, Kevin will be focusing on how pastors can keep their souls healthy in the midst of the demands and challenges of everyday life. Now, here's your host, Kevin Ezell. Hey, I'm Kevin Ezell at NAM, and today it's a privilege to be with Dr. Danny Aiken, the president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. You got it all in. Uh, but also, I had the privilege of being Dr. Aiken's pastor for about seven or eight years. That's exactly before right. Before you went to Southeastern, and, and uh, I love his family. All his boys uh, grew up in our church, mm-hmm. really. And uh, You came one Sunday, we joined the next. That's right. You're one of the very first Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, if it's all right, uh, Danny, for the yes, call you Danny, please. say, um, we want to cover some different topics with pastors. And okay. one of the things uh, I've got to observe you up close is in the midst of uh, where you could be uh, fatigued or frazzled or often pastors are just mm-hmm. completely, I would say, fried right. because of the busyness of the world. But you've done an incredible job of balancing things. I'm not blowing smoke here. I mean, uh, Charlotte's a wonderful wife. Yes, she she navigates things at home incredibly. She can manhandle those four boys. Yes, she can. And has. And, and me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but you, you made all your boys' games. I know that. And uh, you, you balanced the busyness. So how did you, how were you able to keep your sanity in the midst of incredibly demanding schedule, the business of all that, and trying to be a good father, husband, and... Just a, a sense of balance. How'd you do that? Well, I think there's several things, Kevin. One is I don't take myself too seriously. Right. Uh, I uh, recognize that I am God's child, but I also have a lot of shortcomings and uh, have a lot of uh, areas of weakness. And so I depend upon the Lord, yeah. and I don't take myself too seriously. I don't overly worry about things. I don't overly analyze myself. In fact, I tell people, I don't want to look deep inside of me because I'm afraid of what I might find. I know it won't be very good. Uh, secondly, uh, I've always worked to get a sufficient amount of sleep every night. Now, I'm serious about that. Yeah. Uh, people sometimes will ask me, are you a night owl? No. Are you an early riser? No. Well, what are you? I said, well, I'm someone that likes to sleep about 9 to 10 hours a night. If I can yeah. sleep 9 to 10 hours, I'll give you 14 good ones. And I know this, when I'm well-rested, I do better. You know, mm-hmm. this is kind of the Elijah right. syndrome. You know, give him something to eat, let him rest, and that just helps me a lot. Right. Um, now, what you need to know about Dr. Aiken is, because I've roomed with him. Okay. <laughs> we went to Israel <laughs> yes, together. Yes, we have. And we've actually roomed together on several situations. Yes, now, we have. He travels with a suitcase, yes, but also with typically two box fans. Yes, I do. And so... There's you, one here right now. <laughs> There's one in my hotel room right now. When, you, when you're with Danny, he... He has these box fans, and when they're going full bore, it's like you're 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 sleeping on the tarmac. Yes, you know, like there's. But but it is so soothing <laughs> and relaxing, and it's easy to sleep. This happened at a convention just a few years ago. I was oh, walking down the hallway I... with Jimmy Scroggins, and I went, "Hey, wait! There are box fans in that room." And knocked on the door, and sure enough, it, you came to the door. Yeah, there were about six or eight of them. <laughs> so we all bring them for our boys, bring them for our friends now too. Well. Why, Danny, what do you do, like, when you, you, you get invited to go everywhere, I know, I know, and you don't like to tell people no, no. but um, you've learned to be disciplined, mm. but what do you do when, you're, when, when a pastor say, or what did you do when you find yourself overcommitted? 
Well, you mentioned about going to my kids' games earlier, and one of the things I did when the boys were younger is I would work really, really hard to get their sports schedules. They all played mm -hmm. football, basketball, soccer. And so I would get their schedules as early as I could, and I would put those games into my calendar. And it didn't matter, Kevin, what came, I would turn it down. I mean, if I was invited to speak at one of the largest churches or go to one of the largest conferences, I would say no. Right. Because I knew that I had a short window of time to go to those sporting events. I can still remember when we were living in Louisville in, in 2003, in February, Timothy, our youngest, uh, played a, uh, in a playoff basketball game over at Eastern High School, who yeah. happened to have a point guard that year named Rajon Rondo. Right. And uh, they played well, but they lost. And when the buzzer sounded to end the game, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You have just watched the last sporting event right. you will ever watch one of your children play in for the rest of your life. They're, they're all gone, and there's nothing you can do right. to get those back. So do I have any regrets about saying no to speaking opportunities so that I could say yes to being a daddy? No. There are lots of guys, many better than me, that can go out and speak. Right. There's one man on the planet who can be the daddy of Nathan and Jonathan and Paul and Timothy, and that is me. Right. And so I just simply put those into my life as a priority. And I'll tell you, I have no regrets. And my boys will, even today, they're all in their 30s now, yeah. will say to me, it meant a lot to us that you would do whatever you had to do to come watch us play ball. We right. thank you for doing that. And it, to me, it was a privilege and an honor. Right. Well, it's, it's been fun to watch and uh, really be envied the, the, the way you guys. Well, and it gives you balance. Yeah. It, it, it helps put things in perspective. So like now that I get to be the president of a seminary, I'm very honored to do that. Right. But is this my life? No. Ultimately, my life is honoring the Lord Jesus, but my life is spending time with Charlotte, spending time with my boys, and now spending time with our grandchildren. Great. So whenever I retire, if God gives me health, uh, I won't be discouraged or like, what am I going to do now? Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to spend time with my wife, my kids, and my grandkids. Right. Don't you think, um, or let me ask it this way, what would you suggest to a pastor uh, to be proactive? Mm -hmm. Often said, you know, it's important to learn to be proactive in your calendar because if you don't fill it, Somebody your people will. will. Yes. And often with things that just do not matter in the right. end. And you know what I found? I, I, I pastored at Highview for 14 years. Loved it. They're wonderful people. Mm -hmm. But when I finished, um, they moved on a lot quicker than, <laughs> than I almost wanted them to. You know. And uh, uh, what would you suggest to a pastor on being proactive with his calendar or uh, preventing overcommitment? Well, I would say to him, uh, you're exactly right. Be proactive with your calendar. That means you put down on that calendar certain things that you know are essential that you need to do that are not going to get moved no matter what unless there's a dire emergency. Right. Put down uh, a day of rest. To right. Take a day off. There's, right. there's nothing wrong with not taking a day off. In fact, there's everything wrong with not doing it, okay? Right. So there's nothing wrong with taking a day off. Spend time with your wife. Date her. Do things she likes to do. I, I'm not a big fan of going to movies, but my wife, Charlotte, she loves to go to movies. She loves to stay at home and watch movies. So I will carve out time just to be with her right. and to do what she wants to do. When your kids are small, put on the calendar their ball games, their ballet recitals, their band concerts, mm -hmm. their, uh, if they're in gymnastics, and do not let anything right. circumvent those. Your, your people go to their kids' ball. What I would say, you go to your kids' ball games, 
I'm going to my kids' ball games. You go to their band concerts. I'm going to my kids' band, band concerts. And unless it's an emergency, right. you do that. Not only will you be a better husband and a better daddy, I think you'll be a better pastor. Right. Because in this day and age, we so desperately need good, healthy role models. I'm, again, at the seminary. We, I take a survey, Kevin, every year of every incoming class. It's, it's anecdotal, but get all these prospective students out there. And I'll ask them this question. How many of you, either you or your mate, if you're married, came out of a broken home? Kevin, it's never less than 30%, and sometimes it approaches close to 50%. And I would fall into that category. Charlotte, my wife, was born in the home of alcoholic parents. They divorced. She grew up in a children's home. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of people that have never seen up close and personal a right. healthy marriage and a healthy family. And I can't think of any place where they ought to be able to start right. above that of their pastor. Exactly. No, exactly right. I just encourage pastors when, uh, if you're going to try to take two weeks of vacation in the summer, you need to block off at least four. <laughs> yes. You're not going to take four, but something's going to happen. Exactly. And, you know, Sister Vestal is going to pass she away. She You've got to go back. Bless her heart. She was a librarian for 20 years, and what are you to do? And so you always need to be, uh, you know, over block. Absolutely. And then, and then, and also, I, mean, I never made apologies about saying, look, I've got a commitment that day. I'd love to do it, but I got a commitment that day. And it was, it was to my wife. I tell my students, I've never met a pastor in my life that got fired for spending too much time with his wife and too much time with his kids. Exactly. I've never met that exactly. pastor, but I've met many that yeah. lost ministry because they didn't. Right. No, exactly. Well, man, Danny, I'm so thankful for your leadership in the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm so thankful for it at Southeastern. But most of all, um, I'm thankful for our friendship. Well, I'm, I'm thankful for that, too. I can't tell you how, how grateful I am for you. I, I love telling the story. When we were in Israel. Uh, Charlotte couldn't go to Israel, and, and I just got into Hobby, so we didn't know each other that well. I've no. been your pastor for a year. So we, we, he took a group of students to Israel. I went with him, roomed, we... We were at the Sea of Galilee yes. on a balcony overlooking yes. the Sea of Galilee. The sun come down. That was wonderful. Yeah, Danny put his arm around me and said, uh, this is one of the most romantic moments of my entire life, and I'm stuck here with you. <laughs> and so The funniest though is when you got on the bus the next day, I was like, hey, I got a shirt just like that. And you said, it is your shirt. <laughs> I ran out of clothes. I ran out of clothes. <laughs> hey, love you. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for joining us for Quick Takes with Kevin. Each week, Kevin will visit with pastors and leaders as they talk about the challenges they face and the lessons they've learned in balancing faith, family, and ministry. Thank you for being with us.